your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Okay, Talking Power Podcast, episode 138, and I am back with company amongst good friends. <laughs> I am joined by, I am Nick DeCembra, joined by co-host over there, Simon Gonzo Travellini and Todd Brinkworth over there. How are we guys? <laughs> <laughs> After that introduction, I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, you know. Going well? Yeah, going well. It's good. Been off in the wilderness, working. Hard thing, hard thing well? it's it's been an eye opener. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice. The former computer nerd is no longer a computer nerd. <laughs> I got my hands dirty, my shirt dirty, my hat dirty. <laughs> you know, I learnt what a real job is. <laughs> and well, how's that going on for you? But it's, it's going good. Right. Bought a rock. Yeah. Bought, you know, only a small rock. You know, to bring mm. home a small rock, but bought home a small rock. Yeah. yeah. Simon, yourself? Oh, just busy, mate. <laughs> yeah, busy, busy. busy. Easy. Are we allowed to talk about the Camry? Yeah, we, we can talk, talk about the Camry. Yeah. We can talk about it now if you want. <clears throat> you bought it here. <laughs> and we went for a bit of a, a ride in it. That's um, It's certainly livened up from the last time I went in it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, quite an exciting car to get, get into, I must say. Mm. <laughs> He's not saying too much. <laughs> It's stock, right, Simon? Dead standard. You can't eat. <laughs> it is dead standard. Yeah, it's dead standard stock. Hubcaps and all. Yep, it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Todd, can you tighten that up for us as well while we talk gas bag in here? But yeah, no, it's certainly you've you've livened it up. It feels mm. it feels um, quite lively, I must say. Well, we'll see what it runs. <laughs> what is the plan for the car? I guess is the is the question. I, I can't talk about it on the show because. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Family show, show you know. <laughs> Going to have a lot of fun with the, the Camry anyway. Go not back, go not back your day, everybody. I'm just... <laughs> technical support. <laughs> I'm adjusting the screw. Don't worry about it. So anyway, right. we'll so... Make, the, we'll make do with that. The results are in for the Shannon's Autumn Auction... You may recall in the last podcast that uh, Todd and I were actually here. No, no, this was quite a while ago. Well, so. Sometime last year, wasn't it? <laughs> and well, it was like, in the other studio, wasn't it? There was upstairs, yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, we we went through a, a series of cars and Nick... Uh, incidentally, Nick did pick these cars, didn't he? Yes, yeah, but to be fair, to me, I didn't know how much they were going to go for. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, and we all predicted what we thought they were going to go for. Mm. Um, so we'll start with the, the 1968 Innocente. You've got Lambro here. Yeah, I think that's just Lam- my, yeah, my spell, my spelling. Lambretta three wheeler 500L mm. sold for 28,000. Nick predicted 15. Todd was in at 13. I was in at 25. So that's a tick for you, Simon, <laughs> on that one there. You're- and th- th- there was the 98 uh, Ford Falcon ELG Alloy, immaculate, immaculate mm. car. Mm. Um, Nick predicted uh, 11. Todd went in for 8. I went in for 16. Nick got the win, $10,500. It went for, imagine that. Imagine buying that car new <laughs> and selling it for about what you paid for. <laughs> 
but uh, I, I still don't understand that 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 particular one. Anyway, well, yeah, I, I I went in at eleven, but I was actually I probably balked Todd on that one there. Yeah, because I talked it down so much. Then Todd went in at eight, so <laughs> yeah. I may have. You may have fallen for that one. I reckon but, you were bidding on these cards, by the way. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Not the next one. But. 1969 Mac 1 Ford Mustang Q Code. Q Code, Nick, is that the 351 or is that a... No, no. What is it? Is Q Code... Q Code will be a V8 code, I'm sure. But is it a 351 or is it a, a, a FE 428 or something 390 or... Let's have a quick look. I don't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, while Nick's looking that up, left-hand drive... Uh, Nick predicted $205,000. Todd was in at 150k. I was in at 120 and it went for 95,500, so uh, another tick to me and that's that's the last time you hear a tick for me. We, so that we, was that one really had me uh, fooled on that one there. I was, I was beautiful looking car. Yeah, it was a beautiful looking car. I'm sure that they would have spent more than 95,000 restoring mm, it. Yeah. Um anyway, next next up on the on the blocks, as they say, <laughs> 1974 Ford Falcon XB GS six-cylinder coupe. Uh, the the concept of GS and six-cylinder, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's plenty of them around. Even yeah, the- but in the earlier ones, that that came with the two V motor, didn't they? Yes. Yep. So what did the XB come with? I don't believe they had any <laughs> modification to the motor whatsoever. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Nick was in at uh, 90k. Todd was in at, at 70. I was in at 60. Uh, 83,500 was when the hammer got dropped. Uh, so Nick, Nick got that one. Interesting. Nick's getting most of these. But anyway, so just to just to go back here, Q code is is a non Ram Air. So non Ram Air 428 Cobra Jet. So what the Ram Air is is a, a, a scoop. A scoop. Uh, much the same as the GT Falcon mm. scoop, which had a vacuum-operated flap that when you went wide open throttle, the flap opened and let air bypass the air cleaner, pretty much. Yep. Uh, so in case you were wondering. So next up was the uh, 1985 Mitsubishi Cordia Turbo Coupe. Now, who can forget the Mitsubishi Cordia's? <laughs> Everyone. Anyway, so... <laughs> oh, I love those So, cars. Nick was in at 20, Todd was in at 30, and I was in at 25. Got passed in. Just out of curiosity, where, how high did bidding get on that before? I don't know, because I, when I looked at the results, it didn't have the highest bid on it. Didn't have the highest bid. Yeah. And next across the floor was a 1988 Toyota Celica GT4 Coupe. A personal favourite of mine, that one. Yep. Uh, Nick was in at 30, Todd was in at 25, I was in at 40. Went for twenty nine thousand eight hundred and eighty eight dollars. It's a shame it wasn't something else. <laughs> but anyway, I'll bring one. By I was thinking at triple five there, but it got that completely wrong. I was about to say I'll bring one past one night. My mate GD four coupe. He's restoring his, and it's coming along very nicely. So I bring it past the shop one night. They're not really the sort of car that you want to drive. They're more the, the sort of car you want to read the spec sheet on. Oh, oh wow, that's he, pretty cool. He wants to don't drive. Want to drive it. Don't <laughs> want to look at it. But he wants to drive his, so <laughs> I can't wait. Actually, uh, 1994 Toyota Celica GD4 Group A Rally Coupe. Uh, Nick was in at 65. Todd was in at 40. Simon was in at 60, went for 41500 Todd got that one. Well called. Well called. Good stuff, Todd. 1962 
Jaguar E-Type 3.8 manual, I believe. Coop? Yep. Yeah, it was manual, yep. Yeah. Nick was in at 120. Todd was in at 140. I was in at 108, a whopping 180. <laughs> Went for 126,500. Uh, yeah. Don't know what to say about that one. Maybe I thought it was a convertible or something. <laughs> V12, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Mitsubishi Pajero Evolution 2. Uh, Evolution two-door wagon. Nick was in at forty. Todd was in at sixty, and I was in at fifty. Went for seventy thousand dollars. Now, out of those cars, would anyone here actually pay seventy thousand dollars for a four-cylinder Pajero? <laughs> no correction. Uh, Denver, who listens to the podcast, corrected me and said they're actually a V6 on those ones. Oh, really? I got it wrong. Well, that changes everything. You know what? If they're a V6. Then they will be the quad cam V6, which I believe is in the Mitsubishi. FTO. Like FTO, yeah. So that's that three-litre one? And you know what? I've seen one of those motors in bits, mm. and I reckon they'd be a bit of a weapon. Yeah, okay. Uh, a lot of potential there. Basically, very, very similar, if not exactly the same, combustion chamber and port design as an Evo. Yes. But in a V6. <clears throat> and a lot harder to work on. You know, like the Camry in a 2J, you know. <laughs> Same. Elephant. Anyway. <laughs> Whiz. So, yeah, that was very interesting. Um, auctions. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by auctions. You guys intrigued by auctions? Like, do you get a great deal of excitement? So, if you, if, if you didn't do the maths in your head, Nick got four and Todd and I got two each. <laughs> That's okay. We weren't keeping score, even though it's a thrashing. Even yeah, yeah. Who's counting? Nick is. <laughs> yeah. Nick's counting. No, I was about to say, now that we do this, bold, actually. <laughs> do this more often, I'm actually getting to like it. Yeah. I like having a look at the Shannon site, having a look at some cars coming up, and then having a bit of this guessing game. Because yeah, a big shout-out to the guys from Shannon. Mm, yeah. Definitely, I'd yeah. Just, uh, just like to point out, um, you know, we, we're not sponsored by Shannon's, but I've, I've worked with those guys on a lot of things, and I'll tell you what, when it comes to insuring cars, particularly prestige cars... Here's the difference. Uh, involved in an incident at the moment, trying to resolve it for a customer of ours. Uh, very, very new Camaro, highly modified, beautiful car, absolutely beautiful car. Um, minor damage to the rear quarter, but it needs a bumper, which will need to come from the US. I'm not going to mention the name of the insurance company. The insurance company is going through now. Uh, there were two cars involved in the accident. There was a wide-body GDR, uh, R32, Right and and this you know virtually new Camaro, um, they uh, the vehicles went to a repairer, one that does a lot of work for Shannon's, and uh, it's dragged on for months. Um, the guy with the GDR uh, got money deposited into his account and basically go find someone to fix your car. <laughs> right, um, the Camaro, the panel beater, who is is a top quality. Um, panel beater he, he, that's all he works on is those types of cars became so frustrated with the insurance company that he wrote a letter to him saying that he, he didn't want to do the job wow so now the poor guy in the Camaro has to get it requoted and go through all the rigmarole rather than with Shannon's basically take it here they'll sort it out done and dusted so mm. um, if you've got a car that you really care about uh, definitely these are the guys to go to yeah yeah most certainly Shannon's Never heard any bad experiences. Not no, one. Gone Not Shannon's. one. So, shout out to the Shannon's crew, especially in WA. James and the and the girls there as well. Guys and girls there. Uh, Tim, Molly, 
can't remember the other girl's name. Oh, on the spot now, I can't remember. I'll, t- I'll tell you, uh, there's a quote Chloe. from the conversation that I had with the other insurance company. And, and I said, you know, you've you've done everything to piss off the panel beater to the point that he doesn't want to do the job anymore. Hence mm. why he's written you that letter. And she said, oh, well, you know, they're just a small-time shop anyway. I said, but, yeah, but if you go there, you know, you'll find that there's Ferraris, Porsches, you know, uh, very rare Australian muscle cars, etc., etc." I said, so, you know, regardless of what you think about the shop, they do quality work. I said, the difference is you guys want him to send photos out and justify this and then you're going to pick at the quote and get it down whereas shannon's will actually send an assessor out you know the way they used to do it in the old days you know to look at the car have a chat to the panel beater see what his plan is how he's going to fix it and approve it on the spot you do know. you remember those days like you probably don't but i i smashed the commodore years and years ago and this was in 1995 i smashed it and they sent a guy out to the panel beater to assess it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I actually I knew the guy who was doing it, and they sent him out to assess the vehicle. This RAC that was back in the day. Yeah, they well they used to be, but now it's you know the the pick and pack them. Yeah, know, pack them, stack them, rack them. Yeah. yeah. No, no, my uh, I mean my old Datsun Stanza, which was actually a pretty nice car, mm. got rear-ended. And the assessor came out to my house first of all, and then went. Yep, okay, I know a guy in Osborne Park that could be able to help you out. I took the car to Osborne Park on a certain day. The assessor was there the same time I was. Yeah, how long ago was that? Early 2000s. Yeah. But, yeah, SGIRAC used to do that. Mm. Uh, Then they went to this, you had to bring the car to their assessment centre. And now I think they just do it all via emails and Yeah, email and photos and that's it. And they won't assess anything modified, you know that, or anything anything Japanese import they won't touch. I don't know. I just, like, I I was really upset by the way the insurance company handled it because, you know, that car would be getting fixed now and and now he's, he's had to go and get other quotes and find someone else. And at the end of the day, the panel shop that it went to initially, they do very, very, very good quality work. Yeah. We've never had an issue with any of their repairs. But if you piss someone off, they don't have to do the job. It's not like someone, yeah. it's law that you have to do that job. You can turn around and say, I don't want to do it. I don't want to deal with this company. They're a bunch yeah. of schmucks, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. yeah, if you care about your car and you don't want to have any of that grief, go with Shannon's. <laughs> Shannon's. Simple as that. On that note, I think it's time for a break. It is time for a break. We'll take a break and we'll be back with more right after this. All right, Talking Power Podcast, episode 138. And uh, I don't know, did you guys catch Simmons Plains? No. That, <laughs> that, that was a quick, that's a quick segment. Yeah, anyway, moving on. How about F1? Yeah, well, what did you get up to on the weekend? <laughs> well, you know. Hey, look, I mean, I want to I wanna talk about... Uh, this, this, I'm going to show you a video, and I may have been a bit harsh in my notes, but I do stand behind something that I wrote here, and I don't. I probably was a little bit harsh on SVG, but on you know, this, no, I don't think that's. I'm going to show you a possible. video, and then I'm going to show you another it's video later. Later, but I just felt like the the, the race three, uh, the talking points basically. The, the thing is, is a, though, the thing is, sorry to cut you off, Nick. Yeah. Wing Cup and SVG 
can do whatever they like, and the chances of them getting penalised are, you know, virtually zero. Yeah. You know, they would have to do something that everyone else would get a life suspension for, like to Will Smith or something like that. You meant me to it. I said off the acceptance speech. But anyway, <laughs> everybody hates Chris. <laughs> you don't remember that TV show? No? Oh, anyway, over, over the heads. Don't worry. Anyway, I want to show you this video and you tell me what you think. So SVG is this car here. Right, that's Cam Waters ahead of him here. I'm gonna. They, they start by talking about. Don't worry about what's going on in the pit. Just focus on these two cars here. A little bit slow on the right rear, so not a good pit stop for them. They have picked up fairly. They'll be covered by Will Brown's time. If that makes sense. Done it again. Van Gisbergen's put the same move on. And what he does is he gets up there. He only makes a three-quarter pass. They've had a little bump again, but he only makes a three-quarter pass. But he purposely. He purposely hits them, and when he hits them, both of them got sideways, and he's got him. And that's what it is. So he's actually doing it. it it's, a, it's a craft. It's gamesmanship. It's absolutely what he's doing. So, and he did that to Will Davison. I mean, maybe three or four. It's a craft. Time. Yeah, coming from Mark Scaife. So, what, just, what does he mean? It's cheesy. <laughs> is that what he means? Just hang on. Just watch it again. I, I didn't like it. I don't like it. will be covered by Will Brown's time. That makes sense. Done it again. Van Gisbergen's put the same move. It doesn't look that bad, I guess. When I show you the stuff that went on in NASCAR overnight, I don't know. When people run into me on the road, I get a little bit upset. <laughs> I'm about to say, if you did that playing Grand Turismo Seven, you'd, you'd lose time. You'd get a black mark in your name. Believe me, I know. I've been playing Grand Turismo Seven. You get a black mark against your name for doing but that. But this is what this is what this is allowed to go on. I didn't like that. I didn't like no, that. No, that's, that's a this dirty is, move. This is allowed. This was allowed. No penalty. No. No. Nothing. No. This is this is allowed. This is like this. You can do this. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I don't mm. like it myself either. But that's what he did that twice. What would Toto Wolf say? <laughs> It's highly inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, come into the pits now. <laughs> yes. But anyway, look, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. And as I said, look, he wasn't penalised for it, so he'll continue to do that kind of stuff. And then Scafie went on to say later in the commentary that, you know, at the end of the day, these guys should stand up for themselves. So he was referring to Cam Waters and Will Davison and should have put him on the grass. Yeah, but let's all think back. Cam well, Waters... And then Wa they would have got pit Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and Cam Waters was playing bumper cars with uh, Mossart a year or so ago. Mm. And Stapey bagged Waters out so badly that I'm surprised there wasn't a helmet thrown through the, the um, commentary booth. Look, as I said, I... <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see that. I... <laughs> I'd pay to see that. <laughs> I, I didn't sure, like. Lost by I wonder if that's Stacey. a thing we can see at 200 kilometres an hour, whether we can <laughs> hit the commentary box. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking, thinking out loud, just brainstorming with you guys. You know. Well, we can try to want to read. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Who's going to pay for the commentary? <laughs> but um. Yeah, anyway, I mean, yeah, enough said on that. I don't want to dwell on it too long, but, yeah, well, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, was it a championship-defining moment as well? Chaz Mostert, uh, you know, the, he got caught up with 
Mark Winterbottom and the David Reynolds crash. I am a big Mark Winterbottom fan, as you know, going back to my, you know, when he was at Tickford Racing and NPR, yes. whatever you want to call him. Had many photos with him, looked up to him, thought he was great for the sport. At Sydney Motorsport Park two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whenever it was, he absolutely gave Todd Hazelwood an absolute lashing and wanted to, in his own words, beat up on him. Todd made a mistake after the end of the race, got onto the onto the white-painted uh, ripple, ripple strips and took out uh, Mark Winterbottom at the end of the race. The race was actually finished. It was on the slowdown lap. Yeah. Oh. Tore strips off Todd, Todd Hazelwood, yet... I don't know. There, you know, two weeks later, he's wrecking two cars and ruined Chaz, Chaz Mostert's race weekend, basically. Put him out of contention. You know, I don't want to say it's a championship-defining moment because it's only the second round into the season. But, you know, the reality is Chaz Mostert came to this race leading the championship and left in fourth spot. And well over 100 points behind because Mark Winterbottom... All right, his qualifying wasn't the best as well, but Mark Winterbottom made a you know pretty major blunder. And I just think to myself, you know, those words that he used against poor Todd Hazelwood, you know, a few weeks ago, I wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan of it. Didn't like it. Didn't yeah. like it at that moment for for Mark Winterbottom. And I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a Mark Winterbottom fan. But it actually follows on from uh, what we were talking about before, SVG. Mm. I said it on this show. I was a big SVG fan. I'll be honest, I haven't been a fan of SVG for the last six months. His attitude's changed, the way he drives, the way he races, the way he even commentates against other people. And I'm up there with Mark Winterbottom now. They seem there's been an attitude change in the last six months, both of them, and uh, it's not nice. Do you think race five he actually did full DJR into pitting early? Because he admitted it at the end of the race. So he got on the radio. They must have talked about this earlier. Got on the radio saying, my tyres are off, my tyres are off, I've got to come in and pit. So um, DJR pitted, pitted uh, I think it was Anton they pitted. They pitted, yeah, I believe it was Anton and even uh, uh, Davison a lap later to, to try the undercut. But, you know, SVG went another 13 laps after that and then admitted at the end of the race that that was just all BS. In It was a ploy to, for him to, un, uh, for them to perform the undercut. Do you reckon there's any truth to that or he was just... Just playing the game. Yeah. Yeah, I th- if he was playing the game, that's a master stroke. Yeah. That is a master stroke from SVG. I thought it was magnificent. But that's also why you drive for a top tier team. You probably have a strategist that assists in with these things as mm. well. Yeah. But, you know, we used to do dumb shit like that for Superstock. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretend the car was broken, open the bonnet on the start line. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. It just sucks that it was him. Yeah, I mean, he if it was another. Up. If it was another driver out of yeah. that team that did it to them, then I'd be like, "Yeah, that's really cool." Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I don't, I don't know. And what did we think, Brock, Brock Feeney, young Brock Feeney's first debut year in, on the podium uh, for for Triple Eight? So Brock Feeney's uh, Jamie Wincup's replacement at Triple Eight. I think he's performed really well so far. Yeah. His Sydney race wasn't the greatest, but. Uh, Rudy performed well, second place here, and uh, you know, 
came away with with reasonable points, and and I think he's done done pretty well. You know, Super Two champion, yeah, as making his way in in the supercars. I, I think he, I think he did a pretty good job. It'd be interesting to see actually who was the last driver that got a podium so quickly after joining the main series. That's going to be a question it, with further research. I know, probably, but yeah, I'd, I'd have to look into. My name's not Aaron Noonan, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Noonan would know that off the top of his head. I gave Nick homework. You like that one? Yeah. I do. But yeah. I'm sure someone's done it yeah, quicker than the second round. But anyway, we'll have to have a look at that. And uh, interesting, um, Matt Stone racing in Jack LeBrock's car. It, the way qualifying was held for Sunday, so you qualify for race four and race five on the Sunday morning, and then you do your race four, and then you do your race five. So he'd qualified, he'd qualified on on the second spot for race five, but damaged the car heavily in race four. So he had a pretty bashed up car uh, for the start of race five and went off straight away, basically, in the second lap. Just the car wasn't balanced. It was all messed up. So really feel sorry for those guys. Matt Stone Racing, I think they've come a long way in such a short period of time. Get truck assist on board for both cars. We're not seeing too many cars with the same sponsor on both cars, so... I think he's done reasonably well there with getting those guys across the line and having a double sponsorship there. Any other thoughts, guys? No. It's <laughs> oh, no, that's not that bad. Come on. it's. What do we think of just one last thing? Yeah, are to... they going to change the name of it? To what? To what? To... I don't know. NASCAR? Or... Oh, we... Speaking of which, you just reminded we should probably talk about that. Blueprint racing. Gen 3 car was t- tested again, so they've changed the seating position. You'll be happy to know. Garth Tander tested the, the Camaro. And where, where is the seat now? It's, this... it's just down lower, and they've got the... Remember oh, last that time is, we spoke? Is, it's behind a TV screen, and the Garth Tander was sitting there with a controller, a PS4 controller, a PS5 that, controller. Going, they didn't put it in the boot where you suggested. <laughs> no, I don't think it was me. I think it might have been. Or were you just talking about putting the driver in the boot in Depends another... Depends driver it was. In another vein... <laughs> <laughs> so they tested the Gen 3 car at Simmons Plains. I'm not sure if the Gen 3 cars are coming to Perth. I I hope they are. It'd be good to get up close and personal with them. Todd, you're going to come to the Perth round? And get yourself what? a media pass? Oh, are these the TCRs? No, this is the Gen, Gen 3. <laughs> What's the date? It depends. <laughs> April 30 and May 1st. <sighs> Gee, here. they look like the TCRs, Nick. No, I don't. <laughs> Did they use the moulds off the TCRs? <laughs> they may do. <laughs> I want to come. Let's put it that way. Yep. I um. Do the doors on open on these, or are you get in through the window? No, the Jesus doors has do. The, the doors do open. The doors <laughs> do open. Yeah, it's like got the bonnet swinging in the car. <clears throat> <laughs> and has the Camaro got a? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you buy a Camaro or wait? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You can buy. You can buy a Camaro. You can buy a Mustang. Okay. <clears throat> you can get all those cars. Does the Camaro come with an EcoBoost? <laughs> I don't believe no, it's so. It's only the Mustang. Only it's the only Mustang. Mustang. So you don't know if you're coming? You're not I'll, sure? I, I want to. I'd yep. like to be there, but it depends on work. Get your media parts my everything at the moment is on work. Simon, you're going to come as well? Two. The supercars? One room? I'll work out if you got if you're. You'd be washing your hair or something, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think I'm <laughs> clipping my nails. I think so. we can have a really cool weekend. Looking after the kids, even though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll be looking after. Easily the kids. kids. See, I already know. 
Get like, your media pass <laughs> sorted, Todd. I'm telling you now. Yeah, sure. Who do I need to contact? Oh, we'll talk about it off, off air. We'll maybe. talk about it off air. Get your media pass sorted. We're going to have a great weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I, I love... I think it's time for a break. <laughs> it is actually time for a break. We'll take a break and we're going to be back with a heap more right after this. All right, Talking Power Podcast, episode 138, and we're talking Formula One from Saudi Arabia. Now, Nick, uh, mm. did did they, seeing as they were in Saudi Arabia, did they, they manage to get fuel at a reasonable price? That's a really good question, isn't it? There was. Did you see that big explosion on the Friday? Yeah, the rocket attack. Uh, in the Ukraine? No, no, no here. Yeah. Like about, how many k's was it away? Like five or six uh, kilometres away? Ten mile is what who, I've heard Who somewhere. was attacking Saudi Arabia? Well, they believed it was a, a terrorist attack in, you know, in light of the Formula One being it in Saudi Arabia. There was some terrorist activity there. It, it didn't look very far away at all, that yeah, explosion. Ten miles. Why would you detonate something? To, wouldn't you do it at the track? It was actually aimed at a fuel dump slash oil reserve, which... So the, the the political statement wasn't true that it was aimed at the formula. Not aimed, but it was like in I'm protest. not sure. And there's another comment I have about this in a minute, but we'll talk more about the racing and something else. But uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not buying it. it. I'm not, not buying it. Oh, you reckon they're going for the sympathy? Which, vote? Was it the CIA, oh. the NSA, or the <laughs> FBI? No, was. You can't say that. I'll There was a massive explosion <laughs> there. I think, but look, that wasn't the biggest story. The biggest story was qualifying. Lewis Hamilton did not progress past Q1. I could not believe it. Could not believe what I was seeing. So I could not get through Q1. And this is not because the engine blew up, or because he lost the tyre, or because the curves ran out. This was genuine lack of pace. Could not get higher than the... Uh, get, could not get through Q1. Qualified in the 16th so spot. What you're telling me is Mercedes is struggling to build a slow car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what we're telling you. Toto is not happy. Not happy at all. So, I don't know if you guys caught the crash. Mick Schumacher as well in Q2. I can see that briefly. Made, it made the... Uh, Made the newspaper. Mm, yeah, yeah, big lick of the wall, um, uh, Mick Schumacher. Thankfully, he's okay. Um, but, yeah. Can he drive? No. No, that, I, I'm, I'm sorry Ooh. to say this. Oh, wow. <laughs> Todd, this is not the first time he's crashed out of qualifying. No, no. Did you get the red of that bus? Yeah. Michael <laughs> Schumacher Senior is going to get up from his uh, rest. And come smack you on the face. He can drive, Mick Schumacher, but drive a thousand times better than me, but he can't drive Formula One. And I said, yeah, Mick Sh- Schumacher Senior, so he come and find you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Okay. That's all right. That's, but uh, I mean, that's, uh, my, my assessment still stands. That was a, look, there's all Has he won this, in other cha- like yeah, categories? in Formula Two. Formula Two, he won. F two, he won the championship. And he got the championship. But he was, and he was, yeah, he was good. I mean, he got a championship, but and he was okay in F two, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. You can't drive a Formula One car. It's not the same. Who did you drive for? He was a Ferrari Academy driver, so one of their Academy affiliates. But what I'm, what I'm not understanding is that that was a pretty, even though it's a difficult, it's a technical part of the track, but Formula One is technical. 
And so, he's driving for Haas, yeah? Yeah, so it's a Mercedes. Uh, sorry, it's a Ferrari. It's a Ferrari power. Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari <laughs> power. Ferrari. Haas car. But the Haas, K, K, uh, Kevin Magnussen finished in the top 10 again this week. So the Haas is on point. But it's really disappointing that, you know, oh, look, I'm not going to have a, I don't want to have a go at the guy, but that was a, that was a technical part of the track, yes, but it was a rookie error. Went wide on the curb, spun the car sideways, and he hit the wall. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I've, I've, so, I'm just going to throw in the middle here. The uh, I've heard a bit of a rumour from another a fellow F1 podcaster, who I won't name right now. But uh, You can name him. I actually want to get him on the show one day. I'm going to keep it a secret until you're on the show. Daniel's anyway. last year. No, well, that's another rumour I've heard. Uh, sorry, Daniel, and to all the Daniel followers. <laughs> uh, apparently, the F1 drivers were sat down after the incident, being the rocket attack, and told uh, you will drive or else. As apparently, drivers like Lewis... Yeah, uh, Lewis, Lewis wanted out of there. Uh, they wanted out. They were trying to get on the first plane out and were told no and pretty much arguably held hostage to put on a show. Look, I, I don't know. The, I, I know he wanted out. He was very yeah. vocal in his opinion of getting out of there. And maybe, maybe that showed because he didn't yeah. have the race face the entire weekend. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know how much of it is car orientated as well because George Russell finished, I think, in the top five. I've just got to say something yeah, here, guys. So, he was worried. He drives a Formula One car, yeah? Mm. Yeah. And he was worried about a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. So, he gets in a Formula One car on a regular basis and drives it. Mm. And he was worried about, do you guys see the irony? <laughs> yes, I, I, I... Yes. I mean, just... Statistically. Statistically speaking... <laughs> Uh, the frequency of dying from a Formula One accident versus a random terrorist attack. Yes, but it was it was suggested that it was targeted. It was. Uh, there's yeah. Look. Anyway, well, I missed by a bit. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> but anyway, look. Q three. Two Ferraris holding first and second for most of the session. Then Sergio Perez ruled out a real killer hot lap. I must say. And uh, nab nab the the top spot. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda he didn't make the start of the race on the warm up lap. His drive line cat out on the um, Toro Rosso. Sorry, not Toro Rosso. What are they called now? Alpha Tauri. The Alpha Tauri didn't make it to the start of the race. And um, yeah, they the, put Hamilton the, on the hards. Did what? This, the extension lead too short? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> the drive line failed. Yes, it, there was. The, the, I think Something. that's just that's what they say when they have absolutely no idea what's wrong with the car. <laughs> wrong cheat code. The same with Daniel's <laughs> wrong cheat code for the car that weekend. Well, same with Daniel's car as well. I mean, Daniel's joke, car stopped. That joke never gets old. No, I know it's rehashed, but it never gets old. That joke. Daniel's Are you sure that that stopped? wasn't there was no you know, like no one hacked it, some sort of terrorist attack or something. Never yeah, know. Well, North Koreans maybe this time. Russians, oh, no. everything is oh, played Yuki, Yuki's, uh, Yuki's Japanese, so no, no, no. I'm saying oh. the, the, the hack. Oh, the hack. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe got a virus. Got a virus. The car got a virus. Windows. 
What was one of those? Who We're making the hotlines messages? right now. The wrong hotlines, though. You know that. You've got to. You've got to hold the horn button down. <laughs> turn the key and pump the accelerator or something. Is that? No, no. I've heard of like handbrake, handbrake, brake, brake, handbrake, handbrake, brake, brake. Traction control off. There you go. Is that all it is? Is it? Yeah. I'll show you the blade one afternoon. Okay. It's a cheat code. <laughs> There's a few of them around, isn't there? Yeah. Cheat codes. Wasn't there one for Cigarelli where you got the Stratos? Not that the Stratos was a good relic. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> compared to the oh. Select G4 and the, what was the other car? Or the Subaru WRX. WRX, yeah. Yeah, you start off in like fourth gear and tap the pedal and you get the Lansky Stratos. Something something weird. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, the the fight between Ocon and uh, Alonso that was absolutely awesome. Really intriguing. Both 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 Alpines they're fighting it out pretty heavily. Go the Renaults. Uh, yeah, they were they they did really well those guys. Um, and, until Fernando Alonso again stalled, or I don't know what happened to that car, just stopped as well. And Daniel Ricciardo about a lap later as well got hacked as well. Yeah. <laughs> How many times are we sick of seeing? See, like you know, if they had mechanical injection. Or, or Webers and a H pattern. <laughs> none of this would happen. No, right. None of this would happen. It's true. None of this would happen. That's true. You get rid of the wings, you yeah. get rid of the dirty air. Yeah. See? Yeah. One of the, I've also got the scope. I know I've been a bit critical of uh, Nikita Mazepin last year, and I've been a bit critical of Mick Schumacher. The other one I'm a bit critical of is this gentleman here, Nicholas Latifi. Kind of getting tired of his crashing, causing safety cars, crashing on his own. Is, I mean, is he is he related to Queen Latifi? <laughs> Queen Latifi. His father, even though he doesn't, even though Nicholas races for Williams, his father is a shareholder, quite a large shareholder, from what I understand, of McLaren. So I don't know if the plan is to get him over there. You know, at some stage uh, that just involves buying your McLaren brand new, and you become <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But my understanding is his father's investment is quite quite a large one. But anyway, that's um, that's that's just kind yeah, of getting tired. I have of a him. problem with McLaren. You know why? Mm. Because uh, the the English comedian uh, known as Rubberface, Mister Bean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rowan Atkinson. Rowan yeah. Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson, yeah. Owned, I think he sold it now, but he owned an, an F2. Two F1s. Yeah. Not one. He had two. That's, why, you, that's you, why he would sell one. Are you going to tell the story or why? No, no. I just, oh. I, like, the thought of Rowan Atkins, like, I, that's not a guy I would want to. If I was building supercars, it's not a guy I would want to own one. I would be like, maybe you should buy an Aston Martin or something. Maybe. BMW, and, and I like believe that. he had two because he binned one. He binned one, and McLaren sort of said to him, I th- "Again, I'll look this up and don't check it." But they said to him, "It's going to be a while for us to fix it." And he went, "Fine, I'll buy a second one." Yeah, so I'm sure he can afford to. I'm not sure, but yeah. it's just not. You wouldn't want that to be the face of McLaren. Actually, I did. I do think he sold his original one. Yeah, yeah, he got um, record money for it. I believe. Did it go to like someone like Jay Leno or somebody? It went to someone else really famous, and they were they were where the car had been crashed, but it had been rebuilt and. and yeah. oh, it would have got McLaren to fix it. Yeah. But um, you know, it's not. I wouldn't want. You know, Arnie. You'd want Arnie. Arnie. Is that why? Like, I mean, a number of manufacturers now it's on application only, or they invite you to buy them. Like, like Ferrari, a number of Ferraris. You just can't. You and I could never go buy, even if we had the money. 
It's on. You have to be a long time customer. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, for I, I've done that for a while. Mm. But you know, like you, they release something like a you know Ferrari F sixty or something. Mm. Um, that thing's going to be worth more. You know, as soon as like if they release it for two million, the next day it's going to be worth three. Yeah, you know. Yep. Sounds like the Toyota Land Cruiser. <laughs> no one wanted a three hundred, but I think the three hundreds are coming on strong now. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, so I think it's blown out to a year and a half now, eh? Waiting list? Yeah, something like that. Mm. Something ridiculous. Anyway, we've digressed massively. Mm. So no, no, I don't know. I can one. see the the connection between a Land Cruiser and Formula <laughs> One. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and both got 18s on them. And Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. There you go. There's the connection yeah, right very there. Very good, Todd. We're yeah. right, actually. You know, if <laughs> I was the guy in charge of Toyota, I would only offer one colour. Is that what it's called? <laughs> That's what we call it. I'm probably going to get banned for saying that. But What do you call it? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I think it's called Sand. Yeah. Sand, yeah. <laughs> Sin? It's got another name, but I can't say that on air. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I want to say? Yes. <laughs> Nick doesn't know. I, no, I have a fair idea. I know <laughs> what you're going to say. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, yep. Yeah, look, in the end, Max Verstappen took the win um, in the in the, the last lap. Got around Charles Leclerc. I think Charles, I'll be honest with you, a little bit disappointed with Charles. I think he folded a little bit too easy, but anyway. Charles Leclerc was driving there. Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) And Carlos Sainz in third, and Sergio Perez in fourth, and George Russell in the Mercedes fifth. I have George Russell as my top-tier driver in Fantasy League. George, you are letting me down. I'm going to have to sell him. Carlos Sainz was also driving there. Ferrari. (laughs) I could have secured... Carlos for almost a third of what I paid for George <coughs> in my fantasy league. We're going to do a special podcast about the fantasy league. No, we're not. No, <laughs> maybe no, just not. me. Maybe ever. just me. Ever. Yeah, ever you by yourself while Simon's busy and I'm away at work or something. We have a and fantasy. We, we will write and complain. Yeah. We have a fantasy. iTunes, Stitcher. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be episode 139 and a half. It's, we, have, we have a, a fantasy league in the car club, and we're really having a lot of fun with it. So, so there. Okay? Yeah, okay. Take that. I think it's time for a break, Nick. <laughs> Charles Leclerc leads the championship still 45 points. Carlos Sutton in second, 33 points. Max Verstappen in third place. You are correct. We will take a break on that note, and we'll be back with NASCAR from the Circuit de America right after this. All right, Talking Power Podcast, episode 138 of the Talking Power Podcast. Simon's crashing the studio, you know, had enough. (laughs) We're also available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and, oh, did you see the other day, iHeartRadio. We're on iHeartRadio. I can get that one more way, so I can listen to us while we're away. You can listen to iHeartRadio wherever you are in the world, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Now that we're on iHeartRadio... Yeah. Oh, hang on. No, they're on Donut Media. Uh, is it what now? No, no, it's all right. Yeah. But there's How Stuff's wor- how stuff Works and um, uh, There's Stuff They Don't Want You To Know. 
Is that on iHeartRadio? They're both yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. iHeartRadio, good offering there. We're also on Real Radio as well, FM, on 88.5 FM. So if you're listening to us on there as well, big cheerio to everyone in the Swan Valley and the surrounding areas on 88.5. You can also get 88.5 on www.885fm.com.au. Yes. Saturday mornings from 8.30 to 10, you can catch us. And we talk all things motorsport and motoring. But if you I, want to hear... Yeah, sorry, go on. I think we should do Bathurst with the boys from In The Sheds. Yes, yeah. Yes. We keep talking about that, but we really need to do that. So, we'll... And alcohol. And alcohol say, we'll we'll start involved. on a sad day with the, the top 10 shootout, and you'll see what happens after that. <laughs> We've always been so diligent and done our podcasts without alcohol. But I think the top, Our Christmas podcast, we have a beer. But I think we need to, like, loosen up a bit, don't you reckon? Yeah, sure. <laughs> if you think it's a good idea. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. What are you looking at me? <laughs> I'm looking at Gons and I'm thinking, he's looking at me. Gons and I don't think if you don't, Nick. <laughs> Fair enough. I wonder how many drinks it would take before he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> not many, really, to be honest with you. Not many. Not that many at all. Um, I want you to check. Now, we just finished talking about SVG and and um, Cam Waters and the move he put on. This is the last lap of the Circuit de Americas NASCAR race. This is this, this NASCAR this or is this, NASCAR. this the uh, Camaro Challenge? No, no, that's that's this car here. It's Camry. No, no, is it? I don't know. No, 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 I think they're all Camaro. Camry. <laughs> Let's just have a watch of this here. This is the last lap. He won't open this one up How come they're turning ago? left and right, Nick? Oh, I'm confused. Oh! Oh! Wow. This is fun to watch. Wow. Oh! Oh! Chastain and Ross Chastain beats and bangs his way to turn 20 and off One the race. corner to the checkered flag. Hey, I don't mind that. He got moved. We're moved two of those guys teammates. No, 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 they're from the same team. Tried to win this race, tried to steal from Chastain, did everything he could do for his win. Man, what an awesome finish for both of those guys. But Ross Chastain, whale of a job navigating those last two corners. They will replay the last lap of this race till the end of time. Anyway, so that was, that was, yeah, you I can hear that, that, that. There was no penalties there, by the way. Nothing. I nothing, thought that no um, answer. there was going to be a bit more of that where... The guy that got bumped off runs into the side. Of <laughs> yes, so did I. <laughs> well, he was buried in the dirt. He couldn't. Go, go hit the pace car. Okay. So, yeah. But it, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, looking at the two, yeah, what we've just okay. seen. Like, you know, there was no case to answer there. None, nothing. Nothing at all. And I found it interesting. If that was a Formula One race, just about every car would have been penalised. But there was, no yeah. out of, there was no out of bounds at this circuit. Not there necessarily. No out of yeah, bounds. Every car except for the one Lewis Hamilton was driving would have been penalised. 
There was no out of bounds at this race. I think there might have been two corners in the S's that they preferred you to stay within the within the curbs, but the rest of it was no out of bounds at all. You could race wherever you wanted to. It's just I think they've really I think they've gone probably a bit too far the other way NASCAR now. Like after seeing that. When was there ever penalties in NASCAR? Oh, look, I mean, I mean that's not... I mean, do, do we like that, what we just saw? I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Tony Stewart throw a helmet? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was him commentating, I think, Tony Stewart. Because it wasn't, wasn't an there, NHRA round. It Wasn't there also... Um, there's been multiple like people being punched with a helmet on or off. Mm. Like, there's been mm. more than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. But, I mean, do we like that? Is that racing? You know what? racing, really? All three were involved, and there was no no punches swung afterwards. Well, AJ was in the dirt, and it was a bit half... Yeah, but still, it's it's Robin's racing. Yeah, but hang on a sec. Robin is racing, but... Chance, Bowman's under him. Oh, my God. Look at this here. He's pushed him. Push, push, push. And sent him into... Yeah. 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 Okay, the final move was a bit dirty. No, he was just in dirty air. <laughs> yeah. Just the aero package on the car tomorrow. Yeah. It's ever since they went to the transaxle now, Todd. It makes them real loose in the rear. <laughs> if they are, these cars are very loose in the rear. And but that's for other reasons. But it's, it's Is that because they're sponsored by laxative companies? Uh, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> but I, I was just amazed by that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not comfortable with that, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. Oh, no one likes to be punched in the rear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, hey, talking about NASCAR, we still broke a story last week. So Garage 46, sorry, Garage 56 is going to be off to Le Mans next year for the 2023 race. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see who gets a ride there. Is that that like Area 32 where the Camry was built? Yes, the same place, (laughs) the same place. So Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, Jeff Gordon and Kyle Larson have all put their hand up two race there they can only take three drivers so be interesting to see who gets a drive there i think from a corporate point of view you'd have to have jimmy johnson there you'd have to have jeff gordon there and i would suggest hang on so there's only one car yeah but you can have three drivers at le mans yeah but i thought the le mans was introducing a new class so that there would be more than one team no, they're only taking one car there. I don't know why they're not taking two cars. Do you I think it'll know. make it to the end? It's 24 hours. It is a long way, yeah. Yep. Yep. And they do. And get they have to and turn left and right. <laughs> left and right. There is some banking, I believe, somewhere on the circuit. There used to be. Uh, is there still? No, no I don't think so. They no, got rid of it anymore. No. But the, the, and the Mont's on straight. That's quite a lengthy straight, too. Yeah. You know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. You raise a good point, actually. I didn't really consider that. They'd probably never. But I mean, Chad Knaus is in charge of this, so I mean, he'll he'll work that all out. It'll be interesting to see how they go. But I'll, that's my money. He's on Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Kyle Larson. I think they'll take Chase Elliott. I think will miss out. I reckon that's my. If I was going, that's who I would be taking with. I wonder me. why they're doing that. That just seems silly. 
Or they're taking only one. Yeah, like car. you should have, you know, like a few. Yeah, two cars and six guys. Yeah. You should just say, look, this is the class. Whoever wants to enter, these are the rules. Mm. Open it up to all the teams. Yeah. Yep. You know, anyway. like I mean, it's no different to our um, twenty-four Bathurst twenty-four hour Bathurst twelve hour. Mm. You know, there's a, a multitude of different classes, different cars. You've got everything from uh, my boring you, Todd. No, sorry. He's been doing that. He's been doing that all night. I yes. Um, <laughs> We're clearly boring you. No, from I'm not. You're not. GT <laughs> GTP or something yeah. right through to production cars. Yeah. yeah. LMP. 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 Yeah. LMP is yeah. One of the categories in I think the twelve hour and all the Mans, of course. Yeah, but like, why don't they just do that? Have a a NASCAR. I believe there is a special class. It's like a t- prototype kind of class for them. So uh, we talked about it last week. I, I don't remember the finer details, but I believe it is a special class that they made. They're not taking just the NASCAR there. They've had to modify it quite heavily to get it to get it right for this class. So it's not just a full blown NASCAR that they're pulling out. Yeah, they had to make the steering turn <laughs> both ways. Both ways. They had yeah. to put indicators on it. And put match tyres on it on both sides. Like have staggy tyres. And the driver needs to be able to get in and out of it. Yeah. With doors. With doors, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're having a lend of NASCAR here just in case those haven't noticed. But, like, I mean, as I said, I think we need to increase our coverage. How are the NASCAR. guys going with the one wheel nut? It hasn't increased, uh, or in, sorry, it hasn't decreased the pit time. It's still reasonably the same sort of time. But, yeah, I think they're getting on top of it. The, the, pro, the biggest drama is tyres. Tyres are still cutting down. The walls on these tyres are a lot thinner, as you know. Oh, did they, uh, they went tall. from 15s to 18s today? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep, and they're getting like cut. Like Formula 1 did, yeah? Yes, yeah. yeah. And they're getting cut down tyres. Because heat- Formula 1's American-owned now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Do we see a trend here? <laughs> and, and Formula One's slower now, isn't it? Yes, two seconds roughly. Are the cars heavier? Just out of curiosity. Uh, slightly, yes. Yep. Yes, they are. Do they but look a little funnily bit? Funnily enough, the evolution of the Formula One car over the last 12 years, I think they've gotten heavier each year. Heavier and heavier each year. So, H-Pattern. <laughs> You're speaking to the converted. <laughs> Hey, anyway, look, we're going to take a short break here and we're going to be back with more of the Talking Power podcast right after this. Okay, it's Talking Power podcast, episode 138. Hey, drag challenge. I've been saying this for a long time. Netflix or Fox or whoever, ESPN. Stan. 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 Disney, <laughs> Amazon, whatever. Get on board because the work that Street Machine, the Street Machine production do to, to put out <clears throat> Drag Challenge, pick it up, Netflix or someone, because Street Machine do such a magnificent job of this. I think all they need to do, in my mind, you, you've watched it. Yes. Simon, you've watched it as well, I know. Well, in my mind, I think they just need to create a story, a bit of a storyline. Yeah. And that can be, doesn't need to be completely organic. It can be, you know, some sort of theme or, you know, it can even be workshop based, I guess. So, um, who's that? Adam Rogash is MPW, I think. And 
I don't think Frank participated in this one, but it can be, you know, MPW versus Dandy Engines. or you, Do you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, some sort of, they need to bring in some sort of story behind it as well that will bring the viewers in, you know, like a bit of um, a bit of drama as well. I mean, I, you don't want to be too fake about it either as well. It's yeah. got to have some sort of reality to yeah, it. but you don't need to be. Like, if you actually just watch Drag Challenge and what some of the people went through to get there, yeah, what some happened of the, stories, to the cars over the weekend, mm. there's no drama to be made up. It's, it's There was stuff happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And I think they need, like, a crew on the road as well. So, yeah. like, we've seen a lot at the track. There is a bit of footage between tracks, but... Um, I think there needs to be more on the road in between in between the tracks. It was really interesting to note. So those listeners that are not from Victoria or or on the eastern seaboard, I needed to get it right in my mind the sort of distance they were covering. So they'll go from Heathcote Park. They started there in day one, driving up to Mildura Sunset Strip. Yep. Then back again. It's roughly four hundred and forty kilometres in distance. So that's pretty much exactly from Perth to Geraldton. And back again. Yeah. Now, for, for Perthites, they know that's a reasonable trip. I know people that have never driven to Geraldton in their life because they think it's too far. <laughs> yeah. So imagine taking a 2,000-horsepower drag car up to Geraldton for the for, for two days. No, thanks. Mm. It's not easy, <laughs> is it? No. So, look, some of the cars that I found that were amazing, um, you know... Um, Ben Neal, that Cressida, that was incredible, dipping in well into the eights. Uh, Rob Giengrave uh, in his XR Twin Turbo Ute. Uh, that was a big block, that thing. That is an absolutely beautiful car. That thing was uh, dipping into the, I think that was going into the eights as well. Uh, Hall Ass Garage, our friend Harry Haig, he put some videos of their assembly of their Ute and wagon. Uh, Harry was running 12s in the in the wagon as well. Uh, Joe Auden's Nissan Patrol, that GQ short wheelbase thing, 2,400 horsepower. That's a TB48, that thing, stroke to 5.2 litre. It's running GDX55, 98 mil turbo, turbo 400. Did you see that thing? Yeah. How neat is it? But, like, it just, like, in terms of a well-presented car. Oh, it's a nice package. You know, Very nice package. Drove up to Mildura and back again, and it just looked magnificent, yeah. that car. The red one, it was magnificent. Until it goes to take off, and then it gets all over the shop, but in mm. a controlled manner, if that makes sense. It's yeah. hilarious to watch launch. Yeah. Jason Way in his Barra-powered uh, Fox Body Mustang as well. That thing was going into the low 10s. Uh, Adam Rogash, as we mentioned before, in his VK Commodore. He's a long-time competitor. He was going 770s. Uh, I mean, the, the list goes on and on here. Uh, of the cars that were, you know, there, there's some reasonable cars there. Overall, Adam Rogash in his VK Commodore, he took the win, overall win. So this is two quarter mile tracks. So Heath, uh, Heathcote was quarter mile uh, and Sunset Strip was eighth mile. So it was two races at Heathcote over the quarter and one over the eighth. So 21, 21 seconds, 21.21 seconds. Now, I will just quantify that for you the top five overall top five were all 21 seconds so it went from 21.2 to 21.6 so we had a, a, a four tenths 
of a swing of the top five cars in in drag. I think that's incredible. I know you get to lay as so, many. Is this the average of three? No, it's your best. It's your best three. And they were all quarter mile. No, no, no. Sorry, oh, sorry. So yes. one was eighth. The other yep. two, the yep. other two are quarter. Okay. That's still incredible, you know, 21.2 um, 21. to 21.68. That's that's quite amazing. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, there's quite a few six-cylinders in that overall uh, top 10. So I don't know if you've noticed here on the list here, if you scroll over to the Pro 6-cylinder, 1, 2, 3, those guys in the top 3 in the six Pro 6-cylinder all finished in the top 10 as well. Wow. Yeah. So that, that Mustang, that, that XD Falcon... Mate, did that get up and boogie? The XD Falcon of uh, Marcus Cripps. Mate, that thing was unbelievably quick. You know, look, I know these guys. Yeah, I know, I know they're quick, mm. but they ain't seen the Camry. They haven't seen the Camry, and I looked at that. Well, it wasn't a. So, so next year we're taking the Camry to drag challenge, are we? I think we should drive it across. I'm, I'm in. Let me know. Love to be there. Can't wait. Yeah. Where would we fit, in, we'd fit into... We're all laughing, but we're all serious, too. Pro 6-cylinder would Did they have an NA 6-cylinder class? No, they don't. <laughs> That's what I was looking for today. I don't believe so. A battery-modified battery 6-cylinder class, you should call it. Uh, we would be in 235-blown. Yeah, 235-blown or Pro 6-cylinder. Depends on what you want to do. 235-blown. Uh, Actually, 235-aspirated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Aspirated. Aspirated. Two, three, five, aspirated. Yeah, that's that's where we'd be. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations to the Street Machine team for putting on a, a massive event like this. It looks like so much fun, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Just yeah, looks if like you, a, if you call hard work fun, that's... <laughs> no, but it does look like fun. Don't you reckon it looks like fun? No. I, I do. I want to do it. We were talking about it. Was it what two years ago we were talking about it? And I, was I was talking game. about it last week. Well, there you go. <laughs> Time and a place up there. <clears throat> I know the travel. The travel bans have lifted. We're free to travel. Mm. Amongst yeah. apparently from next Thursday, the masks come off too. Is oh, that correct? I don't know if the masks I, come yeah, off. No, I don't know no? about that. No. I don't think so. I no. think the mask is still on. They'll be on for a while. But the restrictions... So, so what happens week. on Thursday? So we go to 200 people for private gatherings. Uh, the five. Oh, Unless you've got an exemption already. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like football. You know, I'm, I, look, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit confused. I went to have breakfast with my wife this morning. And, uh, you know, we walked in. We're in the masks. Showed our vaccination passport etc sat down waited for our coffees to get there and then removed the mask and i was just wondering how does the virus know that you're drinking coffee now so it knows not you don't have to ask that question well you're allowed to ask it but you're not you're not getting a logical answer (laughs) it's it's true it's true true. yeah (laughs) Anyway, on that note, we'll take a short break here and we'll be back with more right after this. All right, Talking Power Podcast, episode 138. Uh, it was the WA Variety Club, uh, WA Creative Car Clues on the... Uh, 
creative car cruise on the weekend. Congratulations to all those that participated. Um, Richie Howlett was one of them, actually. He participated. So this is put on by the Variety Club in WA. Is Anthony Begley still involved in he, this? He is, yes. I don't believe he was able to attend, however. But, yes, he's still heavily involved. And it's, they take a whole lot of classic cars or muscle cars or whatever it may be, custom cars. And they went from basically, I think it was, can't remember where they started from, but it went all the way down to Albany and back up to uh, up and then up to, um, I can't remember. It was the, the Great Southern, basically. So congratulations to all those guys and girls. Raised a whole heap of money there. Also, shout out to Peter and Alison Davis. I caught up with them on Saturday night at Northern Steel. It was great to see them, given the drags were cancelled. Um, I d- decided to go out, take the XW out, and went to Northern Steel. So that was that was good to catch up with them. And uh, the, Dave, the Peter and Alison Davis, they do a magnificent show. And we're going to be catching up with Alison in another episode coming up and she'll be talking about all things northern still and the sort of charity work that those guys and girls do as well so hello to them you guys got any local any local intel um probably some things i missed actually there was a round of the speed event series at Waterloo mm-hmm. uh last weekend Unfortunately, I was away for work, but I heard and saw that it was a very good weekend. Lots of photos taken. Um, Phil? Yeah, like Phil. shout out to Phil Morley. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to go to a round when I'm actually home from work. I yep. believe there's for a her. big uh, sprint car race on this yes, weekend. Yes, there is yeah. as well. Yep, yep. Also, there was a round of the Shannon's Targa Rally Sprint. Yes, that was uh, just the other day. And, yeah, again, that just some of the footage from that I've seen, some of those guys are just getting faster and you got to remember, uh, going to spectate the Speed Event Series and also the Target Rally Sprint is free. Mm. Um, if you want to go see some motorsport and you want to see it for free... Is it time to look at the get rid of the Evo, get a Lotus, when it's homologated? People, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have thought about it, but we had this conversation earlier. I just can't part with the Evo. I just I love it too much. At the moment. Anyway. But yeah, that was... Lotus would be nice. um, Especially uh, a homologated one. Unfortunately, there was a round of the Speed Event Series coming up, which was going to be at uh, Mount Omni. Yes. uh, In Northern. Oh, yeah. uh, It's uh, been... We got got mountains in WA? (laughs) It's been cancelled at the moment. Well, the Speed Event Series side of it. What sort of a mount? Is it like Pikes Peak? No, not quite. I've I've driven Mount Omni a couple of times. Anyway... (laughs) But there will be a vintage sporting car club meet coming up. I believe it's sometime in April. I don't know the exact date. In Northern. Yeah, Northern. Yep. So it's still worth going to watch. It's, um, yeah, Mount Omni is pretty interesting. It's a good good watch for you. If we're allowed to spectate. I don't actually know if we're allowed to spectate. Who knows? Yeah, okay. Also, Top Fuel as well. Make sure you yeah. get to the Motorplex the uh, 8th and 9th of April. Top Fuel meets round three of the championship. Is also the Andra Grand, Grand Final. Grand Final, the ADR, yeah. Australian Drag Racing Championship. The Summit, Australian Drag Racing Championship. Yep. Grand Final. Yep, yep. So that's a lot of teams be... from all over the country vying to win the championship in their class. Yeah. Yep, so not just top fuel. You shouldn't come for just top fuel. You should come for everything. Yes. But, but, oh, here we go. If you have never experienced the earth shaking, your vision becoming blurry, 
sound <laughs> that you cannot possibly block out. Yeah. An assault on your senses. Yes, that's right. Straight from the ad. Then you should go. You should. Because there is nothing on the planet. Nothing. Nothing yeah. that compares to top fuel racing. Yes. And I don't care if it's raining, hailing. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Cannot wait. And if, you know, if you are going, do yourself a favour, get there early, maybe watch the first round of Top Fuel from the start line. Watch then, the cars warm up in the pits yeah, and oh, yeah. bed their clutches in. Yes, <laughs> yes. But then also, for like the second round, when they come out at around about 8, 8.30, whatever time that may be. Walk to the other end of the Go dress. right down as far <laughs> as you can go, because your senses will be slapped in the face. You'll be slapped in the face, So, literally. you will see the butterflies opening and flames and the car twisting up, but your ears will hear... <laughs> <laughs> and then by about the time that the sound reaches you... <laughs> It's true, eh? Yeah. The car is also there. <laughs> <laughs> it is like yeah. that, eh? And you will feel the heat haze. You will feel the yeah. heat haze. Yeah. You will feel that. There, there is absolutely... Like, so how many cars are on the grid of touring cars? Uh, about 22. Yeah. 22. 22. Someone got a calculator? Let's work this out. Let's work this out. 22 times 650. Times 650. <laughs> Fourteen thousand three hundred. Fourteen. So all of the touring cars, all of the touring cars together, all at once is fourteen thousand three hundred horsepower. Yes. A top fueler one makes eleven thousand, and there's two side by side. It is it just unbelievable. And there'll be more than likely six of them there. So, yes. really, you do have to get to this meet. If you haven't been to the drags this this season, you have to come to this event. I will be there. And the um, restrictions with crowd numbers? Will be Gonski. Gonski. Yep. Thank God for that. But Gon- there'll still be mask wearing in an outdoor event. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> no, I think the restrictions will still be there, but it'll be 75%. You so know don't, what? Don't I, I am prepared to... Uh, wager a bet with anyone that's interested as to whether COVID can survive nitro. No, it can't. I, rec- I guarantee <laughs> yeah. you it could not. I could guarantee you would not. I would. COVID would not survive nitro. It's impossible. Yeah. Nothing. No living organism can survive nitro when it slaps you in the face so viciously. No. So yeah, look at me. Nitro to- is the cure for COVID. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, that's very yeah. good actually. I reckon don't, it would be. Don't inject it. <laughs> Just go and watch the nitro yeah. cars. It'll blow the COVID right off you. Uh. Hey, well look, that brings this episode to an end. You guys working on anything special at the moment? So, <laughs> I will be uh, attending to some some things on the Camry, yeah. and then uh, you know I might uh, take a fishing trip or two. Mm. With yes. Asian and farm track. Yeah. Now, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. And yourself, Todd? Not much. No. Really? Just working? Yeah. And the Evo, I've got some nice shiny bits that have turned up for the Evo that I just need to get time to fit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, if anyone out there listening wants to know more about this uh, 
Franken Oda. Franken Oda. No fair. Wasn't no fair. No fair. No fair. No fair. Fubar. Fubar. Yeah. Had a number of different names. Yeah. The taxi. The the uh, the Camry. Let us know because uh, Nick and I and Todd we've been talking about doing some some uh, videos uh, showing you how we managed to turn Nana's car into something that scares skylines <laughs> and Supras away. It's so true. Our mother-in-law's car is exactly the same. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be releasing a little bit of footage at some stage or another, but hit us up if you want to know how we got the uh, A541E transmission to live, how we built our own LSD differential, how we managed to fit Chevrolet Conrods to a Toyota engine, how we made 1UZ pistons fit a 1MZ. You mean that's it is very interesting. There'll be people out there that are that are curious to know yeah. what you've done and how you've done it. So I think I think there's there's some merit to that. And really how do. we made it all look like a dead standard Camry to the point where I've had Toyota mechanics look at it and you could see they were thinking, Why is this guy showing you this? <laughs> <laughs> like taking out a big rock for service, see what happens, you reckon? That'd be funny, yeah. I've had him come to pick up torque converters and go, hey, check this out. And you can see they're looking at it going, it's a shitty old Camry. Why are you showing me this? You've got door slammers. <laughs> you know, all sorts of crazy cars in there. That would be pretty funny, eh? Like to, to take it into like Big Rock Toyota and just like, no, need service. And they just like have a camera inside the car <laughs> and see what they, they do. You're like, What's going on here? Do the plug for us, mate. <laughs> What's that? Do the plugs for us, you know? Yeah, do the yeah, plugs. Make yeah. sure you change the plugs. God, it's a nightmare to change the back ones. Like the TGRs, my my one. Yeah, oh. I've got to take the intake manifold yep. off. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. but i got it down pat. All right. I have got it down pat. Yeah, okay. I can imagine. You can do my car then, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll call on that note. We'll call this. We'll bring this podcast to an end. Thanks, guys. Great to see you here again, and uh, we'll do it all again in a couple of weeks' time. Take care, guys. I'm this time. See you on the street. Thanks, Nick. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.